Homebrew Guys. 900. 900? It's crazy. We've been doing this for Do we have the same number? We have the same number years. of Palette Expander <laughs> episodes as we do as Homebrew Guys now. We've what officially we? reached 16? 16 on Palette, 16. 16 on Homebrew. We just shot a Palette Expander right before, right before we came on. We did. It's fun. You should check out that series. That's a fun one, too. How's everybody doing tonight? We get wacky. We'll wait. They're doing great. They're doing great. <laughs> they're just, they all replied This is not very instantly. good for people in their cars right now are like, I am, I'm doing all right, BC. We, we are praying for good internet tonight. I, uh, I actually doused your front yard with lavender essential oils tonight to yes, try and bring, I saw him. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I, I heard this works. Bring the fiber optic gods to your house. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, lots of folks in the chat tonight. This is It is active. I see Kyle and Dylan and Adept Nonsense and Jage. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Tiger Pat, Ryan, Nathan, Fun Pants, Pump, Pump, what is this? <laughs> pump and Pev? Mm. What up? <laughs> what up, Pump and Pev? One, two, three. It's Homebrew Guys. Homebrew Guys, the podcast where we talk about homebrewing from around the world. Specifically here, we like to, to uh, really dive into some news, especially, about what we've seen, what's been on the internet, what's been on the news in that, ma- uh, in that world. And then we also like to educate you a little bit on um, some things we're doing, because we both have YouTube channels, if you were unaware of that. Where we I have a homebrew. YouTube channel? I know, it's crazy. Oh, crap. And uh, so we like to talk about that some, but then also we're just... We enjoy getting to dive into different topics. And we have a couple of different ones tonight that are not necessarily news related. This is um a experimental blue mint blue 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 I, mint, I blueberry see what muffin. You're saying about the the adjunct that you added. I, I don't hate it. I don't but it doesn't like I'm not like Are you gonna carbonate it? It's supposed to be I need to that's why I meant earlier shaking that keg. Oh so okay. it's it needs some more time. Because with some carbonation, this would be not bad. This would be a nice like for would lack you, of a better term, girly drink. Would you call it a blueberry muffin? Hold on, let me let me get in here. This is my attempt. I'm making a brew for we we have this thing called Hoppy Camper here in Oklahoma City or Guthrie, and it's a pouring vent. And so I thought about taking this brew. I get more muffin than I do blueberry. Mm. So maybe I need to get some like blueberry juice or something to something. It it definitely tastes like a muffin, like yeah. and not like a good muffin, like one of those ones that you get out of a vending machine. You know, it's to got, be very clear, it's not a good muffin. <laughs> this isn't like a Brown's Bakery muffin. This is like, yeah, like one of those kind of soggy ones that comes in the little mm. cellophane wrapper. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm missing the blueberry. Okay, I'm missing the blueberry. I can that's that's fixable. You know, for blueberry muffins, they don't even use real blueberries. Mm. They they use uh, it's like a. It's like a confection mm. that's blueberry flavored. That's it's specifically made so that it doesn't break down during the baking process. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of depressing. It's real <laughs> weird. Yeah. Well, I I have five gallons of stuff, and um, I think I could make some. That's darn close. Some uh, tweaks and maybe get there. Anyways, darn close. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nipa, man, my eyes. Dude. <laughs> Nifheim, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That's says, him. Says that he sees his, his mead back here. Sent some to you. Sent some to me. Yeah. I have not had a chance to open it yet. I'm trying to decide what I want to do with it. I thought maybe like, what if I did an Instagram live where I opened them up? I don't think I've ever done an Instagram live. 
Tune in for BC's very first Instagram Live. How to do one? Uh, Is this thing on? But you know what? I I might just take him. Anna's grandfather loves to critique meads, so I might take him out there and and open him up with him. Well, uh, we're gonna taste a little bit of this one he sent tonight at some point. Try tonight. Barrel aged hazelnut coffee infused honey wine. We're gonna try it. Sounds great. I see dog stick fetch and Daniel and Buffalo Joe in the chat. Think I've covered. Oh, there's Darren. Yeah, <laughs> Darren says bake a pie and blend it in. It's <laughs> a good option. You're you're not above throwing baked goods into meads. I'm not above it. I'm not. I'm not above anything. Have you ever watched my channel? Yeah, he makes meat out of candy. Dude, I just I'm the lowest of the low. Buffalo Joe commenting on my video that came out today on the YouTube channel where I made my first ever brew. This is your first time. First time BC, ever. What have you been doing first here? First time. <laughs> nah, I, it's my first brew from 14 years ago. This was a fun video. He sent it to us beforehand, and it's I, it makes me want to do it with mine, even though mine was like a trad. So it's like, eh, it'd like, be fun though. It'd be fun, but so it's to, fo- to follow your notes almost to the letter. Oh, you yeah. know, just to I see. I could follow my video to the letter. <laughs> that's the problem there. Oh yeah, that's right. You've been documenting since <laughs> just me beginning. awkwardly. Yeah, no, I, 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 we have uh, Garrett and Mandy from Faywood Mead, and I have a uh, group chat that we're in that we mm. we text almost every day. Oh it's, yeah. It's like our weird little friends club. And so we'll send preview videos to each other and I was like, "Well, I don't know how this one's going to go, but y'all check it out." And uh yeah, it came out today and it's it's fun. Yeah. I'm going to use those bottles for another project I have coming up on the channel. There we go. Where we're going to attempt to rapid age homebrew in in all the various ways, oh, including man. one that you inspired. Where I'm gonna put a bottle of wine in my dryer and tumble it around for a day, and see if that you gotta put bubble wrap around it. That's the only thing. Oh, I had I had Anna's grandmother shrink wrap it like in there a in one of those mm-hmm. you know like sous vide bags. So <laughs> should you take fine, a video right? of it while it's going? Just the sound that it makes. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna put it in like a tube with some padding, and then maybe throw some towels in there, mm-hmm. so that way it. It tumbles a little more gently. We'll see. <laughs> to be fair, I've never actually done this, so I'm curious what your results are. I threw a shoe in for my April Fool's video. Yeah. And that's that's what made my sound, but I'm very curious to hear what it actually does. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see <laughs> if if anything changes. I've got a number of myths that I found from around the web that I want to try. And then I think I'm going to have like you and David mm. and Tony blind taste them. Okay, yeah. So that way it's not colored by my opinion right. at all. And we can see what the best rapid aging mechanism is. Because I hear it's pasteurization. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. What's been going on it with is. you lately, dude? Oh, I've been... I have to go backwards in time to remember what I've done that would be current now. I, have a bun- I've, I always have a bunch of videos that I've stockpiled. Most recently, I've been that actually... refreshing. Thank you. Um... Talking to Stillit, Jesse from Stillit. Oh, nice. Him and I are doing a, a collab um, on something. I, I had shared some mead with him, and he sent these little... These are pretty interesting. These are some from his his side, Craft... Not Craft Brew. Um, Chase the Craft. It's getting mixed up. That's a oak maturation stick, is what he calls it. Okay. And so he sent me some. I threw it in a lemon blossom mead. What is the advantage of a, an oak maturation stick? I couldn't tell you, okay. but I threw it in, and <laughs> okay. he uh, and then I shared some of that mead with him, and we're gonna do a 
kind of a combo video of talking about some. Can I lick it? Go for it. That's what was in the uh, the lemon blossom. How was it? <laughs> it doesn't really have a taste. Kind of tastes like if it's, you did like, lick someone the, tell you to the lick it floor or something. No, I just, I, just <laughs> I wanted to oak maturate my tongue. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fun. That's gonna be something coming out in the future. I don't know when. Um, he's posting a big video on something, and then I'm gonna do a podcast episode with him, chatting about some cocktail options and things like that. I wanted him to distill it since it's legal over there. Yeah, but I he was like, I, you're not gonna get enough like to be able to distill. Like, gotcha. He only got. 1500 milliliters which is ha- like do you have to worry about the updog in that <laughs> all the time <laughs> <laughs> they're making updog jokes in the chat what about thank, you bc thank you to dogstick oh. fetch for being a member for 42 <laughs> hey months in six more months that will be four years four years <laughs> thank you Loyal. buddy loyalty and he says i'll show you a maturation stick <laughs> Oh man, that's not. They can't make it to the title. The this size uh, comparable. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll be talking about something in that vein a little bit later yeah. on. I mean, I have vein. a bunch of videos, but what about you? Uh, I've been doing uh, videos lately on projects from my book, mm-hmm. and some people have liked that, and some people have not. <laughs> I think specifically, it is interesting what people get mad about. One of the ones I heard the other day was uh, people are going to think that you're a sellout, I think is what they said. For your said. own book? Or, or that it's a, it's a grift. It takes a lot of time to write a book. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. But also, why would you not want to see the, somebody do the thing from the book? Yeah. People want me to do that all the time with like the Game of Thrones stuff. They're like, make the Game of Thrones mean. And I'm like, you know, if I did that and they were like, sell out. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I just, it's, you know. People are, people are funny. And so um, I, I actually had six videos straight that were ready to go for recipes from the book. I disrupted it a little bit to fold in some other stuff. Mm. So next week's episode is actually going to feature you. We are going to be doing the 18-month tasting Woo! of my bread yeast meads. That was a good one. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun. surprising. I, I, was, I was shocked by bread yeast. I'll, I mean, that's a, <laughs> in short, and by bread yeast and... <laughs> The differences between them. So, uh, somebody says that we briefly froze. Hopefully, we didn't. Looks like you're frozen right there. You might go to performance mode. Oh, uh oh. There's like a, a like button thing that popped up. Do you have a? I don't know. Interesting. Uh, is your camera dead? Did your camera die? I don't think so. Shouldn't have. Hold on, hold on, hold on, everyone. Hold on. No, I'm s- we're still good. Actually, yeah, we're still good. We're still going. Uh, I don't know what to do. I've never experienced this before. <laughs> performance mode, performance mode. That's the only thing I can suggest right now. Uh, well, I mean, performance mode didn't do anything. I'm sorry, everybody. And I switched it, and I switched back, and we're still frozen. So, should you like? I got a, I got another camera. Re, restart it, maybe. Cue the samba music. Hold on, hold on, everybody. Garrett's, Garrett's working on technology. I don't know why that would. Maybe like you need to change. I can do this. Can you like turn it off and back on again? 
don't know if it's the camera though. I mean, I'll try. I, I tried turning the camera layer off and on. That didn't work. I've restarted the camera. This is weird, dude. This is a new problem. Yeah, we've never had this problem before. Nothing I do changes it. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put this on the screen. Did this? Did that do anything? Daniel says that it might be an issue with your updog. I hate it when that happens. My <laughs> updog gets in the way all the time. Hold on, y'all. We're we're you we're be able to access this camera now. We're gonna. If you want to try to change. We're gonna try and change cameras and see if that fixes it. Uh. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't. I don't see the camera. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna add. Man, what is the deal? <laughs> that every time it feels like there's some weird issue that we have. Add source. Add source. Uh yeah, that's not fixing it either. Can you go switch to your normal camera real fast? Like in your computer camera? See if that does anything. Okay. Uh, let me remove this extra camera that I added. We're going to switch to this. Hi, guys. And then we're going to switch back. Are we moving? We're moving. Are we moving? We're moving there. Moving we're moving there. there. Okay. Whatever that did. We're back. I think we're back, guys. <laughs> Give me, give me up dogs in the chat. <laughs> give me all your up dogs. Give me all your up dogs. Okay. I don't know. I, uh, so are, are we on the new camera or no, what? That's still on the old one. Well, who the heck knows what happened? It's not internet tonight. It's, it's, it's the tubes. Okay. We're back. Well, Garrett just walked away. So this is my opportunity to talk to you about Mead Stampede. Mead Stampede is coming up. Uh, on April 1st, we are going to open up registrations and we'll be judging July 18th and the Jamboree, our award ceremony, will be on July 19th at the White Buffalo Event Center here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We don't have hotel information just yet, but set those reminders, get ready. If you have not brewed your cattle battle brew just yet, it's time to make some cheese because cattle battle this year is a lactomel cereal milk challenge so you're going to need to use whey as part of your brewing liquid and then cereal to flavor it up and then we're going to be judging by which of your cattle battle entries best aligns with the flavor and aromatic profile of our cattle battle Woo. that we have made it's not judged based on quality it's based on how close it is to the cattle battle this is we year made. three we've done this too i feel like year one was pear, vanilla, chai. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your two hops, citrus and, citrus. and honey. Yep. Mm -hmm. This year, cereal. Natural cereal progression of, yeah, uh, right? of things. So, yeah, yeah it should uh, be fun. Meet Stampede's coming up. Mark those calendars. If you want to sponsor or if you work for a business who would like to sponsor, we have some of the 
most affordable sponsorship levels of a homebrew competition yep. of our size. So jump on. We try and not just make our competition accessible for like newer mead makers, but we also try to make it accessible for folks who want to support the hobby. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for example, our Jamboree level sponsorships are $200. There are only three of them available, and I've already bought one. So <laughs> there's actually two available and so there's a good opportunity to yep. throw your support behind mead stampede and uh, it's a big and this big year's different i don't know if you talked about the awards but we've got some some new awards this year featuring or or four i should say brand new brewers we're what frozen is, again is it uh looks like there's like a, a like thing that keeps popping up uh well i'm gonna switch to and from cameras and unfreeze us. Alert Should box, it, turn off your alert you box. You want me to turn off alert box? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what's causing your... Okay, I've turned off alert box. So if you super chat us... It will uh, come up on our thing. I'll just have to see it. So I think everyone should go ahead and test it out. Send a $69 super chat. Or 420 Or $4.20. <laughs> and uh, we'll, if we see your $69 pop up, then uh, I'll, I'll know that everything's working just fine. Our, so our new... Awards. We have some awards we're giving out for first time um, mead competition enterers, meaning if you have not won an award at a previous competition, if you enter some stuff, you could actually win an award. It'd be more so, I mean, obviously you could win the, the gold. You could win best of show. You could. But there's also a best new brewer or green brewer. I don't know. What, rookie how, of the rookie year. Rookie of the year. Thank you. I had my terminology flipped. Yeah, you're good. Rookie of the year for this year. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, we look forward to rookie having of the all year these. Rookie is a sweet freaking prize package, too. Yep. You get that wine board mm-hmm. that is emblazoned with our Mead Stampede 2024 logo. It says rookie of the year on it. And also a gallon of honey That's from our good. sponsor, Flying Bee Ranch. Great people. Big love shout out to Flying Bee Ranch. Ranch. I just like kind of one off sent them an email saying, hey, we've got the sponsorship opportunity. We would love for you guys to in kind uh, support Mm -hmm. with some honey. And they came through much more than I was expecting. I was thrilled at my conversation with them. And uh, apparently they're fans of doing the most because he was able to tell me about all the times he's seen Flying Bee Honey on my channel. So I was like, that's wow, fun. all right. That's cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was really humbling. So We'll have more information and registration coming out pretty soon. I mean, it's, it's it still feels far away, but it'll come and be here fast. So shall we get into some news? Yeah, should we like do the damn thing? Let's do it. Let, we're going right. to go in the brews. This is our news from around the brewing world. All right, hold on to your butts. We have pulled these stories from every source we could find online, and we have four very great stories. Um, we're not starting off necessarily in a uh, positive light, because I do have to report that we have, unfor- unfortunately, dun, dun, dun. someone from Johnson City has had his moonshine seized. Can you believe that? 81 in Johnson City, which is, I don't even know where. Washington County, Tennessee. There we go. Tennessee. Uh, He's facing charges after they found 81 quarts of moonshine at his house. And I have to to cut in here. This is not that much. 81, yeah. 81 (laughs) quarts is like, that's rookie. Hold on. Let's let's do the math real quick. But it's moonshine. It's so it's it's got a little more uh, potency. Eighty-one divided by four—that's only twenty gallons of shine. 
I know 20. that sounds like a lot, right. but 20 gallons is not actually that What much. would that have to have started at to get that much shine? Like, think volume. Uh, Probably four, four to five times that. So 100 gallons? 100 yeah, breaks uh, down to 20. 100 gallons. Interesting. Well, not actually that much. This man, unfortunately, got caught. And um, he is facing some misdemeanors. Specifically, it says... Under the state possession of a still, that's obviously what he had to use, was a Class B misdemeanor, but the manufacture of alcohol and unlawful storage is a Class A. So he's got some misdemeanors on his record. I just want to point out that's a Viver still there. <laughs> Shout out to Viver for... <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Poor guy. I, you know, we really got to modernize our liquor laws in this country. It'd be one thing if he was like selling it. You know what I mean? If he was like, I mean, he probably was. Oh, that's I mean, probably true. It, it. He was arrested based on a tip, and oh. so I'm thinking he screwed somebody over, and they're like, "Well, I know what I can do," and they turned him in, and that's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. It's a shame. BC, right. did you see this next one? This one's wild. Did you, see, you saw the video of this? I did. I saw it first on Instagram. Yeah. I caught it on Reddit the first time I saw it, and then it's it's been everywhere. Yeah, since. It, it made its way to Instagram. I, I found it later on too. So this guy, you can watch him walk over to this giant tank, and was he trying to get a sample? Is that essentially what happened? <laughs> what does he try to do? Because he he gets smashed by this liquid. Yeah, I can't uh, tell what he was trying to do. Like I, th- I I'm not sure. Presumably he was. Doing something with a valve because it immediately opens. Yeah. But yeah, I don't he, know. And he was quoted, he was fine. Yeah, right. But he was quoted as saying that he uh he got to sample the beer the beer a little earlier than than other folks. This is this it's, sneak peek taste. <laughs> it's almost comical. That looks fake. That looks like it does. A cartoon like literal moment. Yeah. The, the, where was that? That was in back. Channel Brewing Company. Oh, I'm sure they're selling a ton of beer and t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that, that t-shirt of the guy? <laughs> Whatever IPA that was or something. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, the blown back IPA. <laughs> flying <laughs> Fly, Dutchman. Flying <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Hold on. I'll, I'll play it one more time. It's Because it's good. just so ridiculous. It's just, it's just too good. Boom. <laughs> And he literally flies, he flies like four feet back. If you're a, a, a true podcast listener, you need to look up this video or find our video here as we're talking yeah. because it is insane what happens here. Uh, one more it's time. a very visual. One more time. Boom. <laughs> it's a very visual component for a so podcast. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. If you're an audio listener, all the links to all this stuff will be in the description of this video. Yep. Uh, in about 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Kind of when I get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> when I choose to. When I get there. Uh, right. So the next one is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. I feel like you should take this one since oh. you're the man who makes mead. But mm. yes, I uh, it's it's just like uh, it's it's further evidence of how mead is really bubbling up across the country right now. Yeah. So this is in Louisville. Uh, specifically from the, this is a homebrew shop owner mm-hmm. named John. 
He's the owner of Brewgrass Homebrew Supply. Says, Can we like appreciate that name for John. a second? No, no, not John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Brewgrass. Brew, Brewgrass. Like like bluegrass. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about it like that. Yeah. yeah, Brewgrass. That's pretty good. That's funny. So they opened 2015, and he was kind of noting starting about 2020. There was a a uh, well. It says initially. It wasn't very busy, but 2020, COVID hit, you know, everything. Yeah. Suddenly, mead making kind of started really taking off. And since then, it's continued to take off as far as homebrew supplies are concerned. He's getting a lot mm-hmm. of people who are buying homebrew supplies. And he quotes um, that TikTok is the one of uh-huh. the main sources. Specifically. Yep. Specific, well, there's, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Golden Hive uh-huh. Mead. Yeah. Was, he's really blown up on on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, doing short form content of really sh- not I, not good recipes. I've had uh, I had a bunch of people actually because obviously when you're the the one person in a friend group who does mead, uh-huh. anytime that anything pops up, I've had so many people be like, "I saw this guy making mead on TikTok," and I'm like, "I know who you're talking about." So yeah, like, yeah, we've we've had to help people who's brewed his recipes, and it's turned out like. Poop. There's a. It's interesting the 2020 thing too, because obviously that was pre TikTok, like Instagram blowing up. So that yeah. that's part to us too, and the the community on YouTube that has blown up from mead making. I was talking to the CEO of Vino Shipper the other mm, day. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to do a collaborative project with them on a, on a kind of video essay thing that I'm working on. And he was very knowledgeable about mead. Hmm. And he said that it was it was during the the kind of like early months of the pandemic when they started seeing mead sales ticking up. Interesting. And he said, you know, they his team was like, Well, what is this? What's right. going on here? And so I think it was superstition, but there was one a peanut butter and jelly mead hmm. that they just kept seeing sales for yeah and so he's like i gotta buy this and give it to my team so we can Mm -hmm. know what people are buying and they loved it and that was like their like getting their bearings on what mead is and 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 its significance interesting and uh he yeah he said he's got a bunch of data on Mm -hmm. mead's growth over the last three four years and it they they have noticed and there's some like 300 meteries on vino shipper now wow yeah, well, crazy. that's cool. That's cool to see that it's taken off too. It's obviously still in infancy, I would say overall, but like, it's encouraging. It's encouraging yeah. for us for sure. I think it's great. I think it's great. I was in Louisville last Christmas. Louisville, you got to put a Louisville couple bar, uh, marbles in your mouth. Louisville. Louisville, put a put a yeah <laughs> stick in my mouth. Louisville, <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> All right, let's see what's up next. All right, this one's you. I'm giving this one to you because oh, I know you love striking. That's one of BC love strikes. Mostly I love boycotts. I'm a big <laughs> fan of boycotts. I, I have so many companies that I You know boycott. how many times a day he says, I'm going to boycott this. I'm going to boycott that. I'm like, Dude, BC. I, I'm a committed boycotter, too. I don't go back on a boycott. You know, some of these people. Never? You've never gone back on a boycott? No. No reason to. All right. And so, like, you know, some of these people, they're like, oh, Target did this thing and so i'm never going to target again and then you see like three months later they're like live streaming themselves <laughs> shopping for 
Stanley Cups right. and like, Target. <laughs> like, oh, you kind of went back on that. Yeah. That the big one is Disney. Everyone's mm. always finding a reason to boycott Disney, and then yeah. like a month later, their families at Disney like right having the, the best time of my life. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm more into boycotting. It's it's my my form of voting with my dollars. But strikes are important, and there's a brewer strike going on right now, and apparently they're they're thinking that it might grow. Oh, so 400 Teamsters are striking at the Molson Coors Brewery in Fort Worth, and I think that's important to point out. Uh, just for those of you who may not be politically involved or maybe watching from overseas, Texas. Not really a union-friendly state. And so it's interesting that this union strike is happening in the DFW area. Uh, they are There's 400 of them striking now, but there might be 5,000 from Anheuser-Busch that okay. might jump on board. So that is a big, That's a big number. impact on the industry. Uh, basically, the reason they're striking is because sales are way up. And profits are, or, or wages are mm-hmm. static. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, well, you're, you're making a ton of money and we're making that money for you. And we're not seeing any of the dividends from that. And I think that's fair. That's, fair. that's, that's very fair. fair. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I always, you know, you're making fun of me, but I always support a strike. <laughs> so uh, if you're, if you're on team, people should get paid a living wage, then uh, don't cross the picket line. Don't buy course right now. I think it's fair. And that's all I'll say about that, because I know people don't like to mix politics and homebrewing, but it's happening and it's, it's in the happening. news, so we have to talk about it. That's true. All right. Hey, let's take a let's take a break to try mead. Dogstick fetch is correct. I am still boycotting Circuit City, also Comp USA. Mm. It's before you were born. Oh, yeah, CompUSA is beyond me, man. Um, I got my first iBook from CompUSA. 2003. iBook. iBook. Preceded the MacBook. That's what they were before? Yeah, it was called iBook. iBook. Was like it a, white? Yeah, it was it was a white, white one? Oh, I had, I had a, I played on, yeah, I had a white one because I got on GarageBand. Up my, um, my neighbor's mom had one, and I got on GarageBand and made my first songs on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I used to I was use GarageBand to edit a podcast mm. in like 2008. I was, I mean, I was grooving, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so- <laughs> Jay says, okay, does anyone in here buy Coors already? <laughs> Coors Banquet is, uh, is a lovely sipping beer. Hmm. I would agree. It's, it is, yes, Banquet's not bad. I, I would yeah. Agree. But just straight <laughs> Coors. Mm. I don't know how you say this name. This is from No Fine Meadery. He was in the chat a little bit ago. Probably still there. He has recently started a meadery, sent us, both BC and myself, some bottles, and I just want to taste this real fast because he sent it to me, and I would like for him yeah. to hear our, our... I have a couple of bottles of this uh, this meadery's stuff sitting on my counter at home. Barrel-aged, hazelnut, coffee-infused, honey wine. Mead. Honey wine. It's one of those great relics of uh, federal label requirements that we get to call it a honey wine. I love honey wine. <laughs> I don't know what meat is, but I love honey wine. Daniel says, Coors Banquet is great, and a Molson hits the spot every once in a while. All right. The, uh, the mead maker is still in the chat. Hey. Okay. Remind me what this is. Hazelnut. 
Hazelnut coffee infused. Definitely very um, roasty toasty. For sure. On the nose and the palate. I don't have a lot of exposure to hazelnut. Do you? Do only because like, of like some coffees I've had. I've Nutella had Nutella or anything like that? No, really only through coffee. That's like okay. the only time. I had a friend that I worked with years ago who briefly got really into roasting his own hazelnuts. And he was buying like... That's pretty extreme. Like boxes of these hazelnuts. And then like he had this whole process for roasting them in his oven. And then he would just eat them. <laughs> oh. This does have... I don't um, imagine it was super healthy. You know, I, I recently did something with uh, pecans in, in a brew. And it does have an astringency that like the pecans that I used is similar. There's like a, a mouthfeel that's, that's coming from this hazelnut. And I don't know if it's true hazelnut or not, but I do feel like I get that presence. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Warms you right in here too. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it cause we've been drinking all these little, yeah. you know, four and 5% things. Mm-hmm. What's the ABV on this? Probably 13, 12, somewhere in that realm. 14. Woo, okay, I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, you can feel it. You can feel it right here. It warms you up. This would be great, you know, if there's one of our classic, you know, April Oklahoma blizzards. (laughs) Can't wait for one of those. Hope that doesn't happen, though. Let's let's keep that away. That's good. I like that. I think it's it's very nice and smooth. It does present all those characters. The barrel-aged side, I think, is maybe that that char-chew that I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, the honey character's there, the hazelnut's there. The coffee is is delicate, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's there. It's I've, I've been working on a coffee recipe. You've tried it. It's good. I like that. Uh, and that balance, the balance of coffee, mm. flavor, and aromatic is is kind of a tricky little little dance yep. that you got to do to get it just right, because it can get really acidic if you go too far. Right. Um, but I really enjoy this. It's nice. I'll be curious what you think of his other stuff. Thanks for sending it. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to have just a little bit more. Uh, It's nice. You know, there are times when somebody will send a bottle and say, I can't wait to hear what you think of this. (laughs) And then you drink it and you're like, okay, how do I shit sandwich this feedback? (laughs) Right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be tough. You want to be nice and, and those things. So, oh, no, it's, it's really lovely. Dogstick Fetch says, I'd love to talk to anyone who knows how to successfully infuse hazelnuts into a brew. My initial thought would be to like roast them and then do like a real rough chop and just let them sit in there, you know? Garrett's afraid that the camera's going to die. So while he's uh, going and getting a charger for his camera, these here are the wonderful folks who support my channel. If you would like to support the channel, there are links in the description for how you can become a member or a patron. And then you'll want to connect your account to Discord, whether it's your Patreon account or your YouTube account. Because if I post early access stuff, it's usually on Discord. Usually, though, I'm editing up to the Wednesday or Thursday night before a video drops. And so... Uh, mostly I just thank you for your support because you help me buy honey, you help me buy ingredients, you help me uh, keep this hobby afloat so that I can share the knowledge that I've learned and that you've taught me with the rest of the world. These folks here are the wonderful folks who support the Man Made Mead channel. Thank you to everyone who supports him. 
Uh, you help him buy lots and lots of honey. And uh, we, we recently is... bought some more honey yeah, locally. Yeah, it's no big deal. I don't need it. Uh, I can get it next time. Uh, yeah, you bought some uh, basswood honey for us. So that's uh, cool. Basswood? Is that not what you got for us? Basswood. Yes, basswood. Sorry. From, from, my head. from the from the Oklahoma guy. Yeah. Well, he's kind of he's in Sepulpa, but he doesn't get it from from Oklahoma. He gets it from I don't know. They're amassing honey from other places. Sepulpa, Sepulpa is just west of Tulsa, and you blink and you miss it. <laughs> There's a meadery up there though, in Sepulpa. We've tried some mead from that place once. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Let's see what's going on in chat tonight. Dylan says, I've actually been getting tired of heavy craft beer recently. I have appreciation for the lighter table beers, but I'm a Minnesotan, so hams is where it's at. I'll counter that with uh, PBR. In my opinion, edges hams out. Look for a bottle, sorry. Mm. Kyle says, delicate coffee is the key. Excuse me, guys. I'm drinking... What is this? Kolsch? Pilsner? That's Pilsner. I gotta make more of it. It's giving me the burps. Let's see. Uh, no upper blob man? No upper lobe man. <laughs> what? I can't... I, I Maybe I need to get a new glasses prescription. Uh, it says, went to wineries today with friends. Nice to see brewing at a large scale. Kyle says, I would love to taste mead with nuts at Mead Stampede. Specifically D's nuts. Yeah. Kyle's <laughs> a big fan of, of D's nuts by <laughs> Updog Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fun Pants. I don't know. They're talking about Take-A-Loo Cat. I don't know what. Who? They- what is what is take a loo cat? That sounds like that sounds like a they're pulling a joke on you. I know, and I'm, I'm saying it out loud to <laughs> try and get the joke. <laughs> I think it's take a look at. Oh, well, that doesn't really work like a dog works. <laughs> I Sorry, think you guys, it could be a place. you suck. Jade says Sabulba, the pod racer from Star Wars. Who's your favorite Star Wars pod racer? Um, Don't think, just say it. Um, cramp. <laughs> I don't think cramp is real. <laughs> it's obviously Ben Quadraneros. Dude, I, that was my second choice. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. Cramp was my first, but. Uh, let's see. Do you want to get I'm in? not reading any of this. <laughs> let's get into, yeah, you're getting into dangerous territory. I am. I am. Let's get into this month in brewing. Another section or another, um, way for us to find more news specifically yeah. we like to find this news from the brewing web which is reddit facebook yeah everything instagram tiktok <laughs> everything came from reddit this week most of the time it comes from reddit because that's like the og of most of these posts and truth well so. and so much happens on reddit that it's like i'm on there every day yeah. kind of browsing so i just click save when i see something interesting right. and so it just turns out we had a lot of cool stuff from reddit this this month this so. first one I, if you could convince Anna, I, I feel like you would do this. <laughs> yeah. So this is a beehive in a house, which I, watching this video, I was like, they're walking down this tube. I'm like, okay, bees. 
And then this giant case. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool, to be fair. I wonder how loud it is. Oh, you it's got to just be humming all day long. Like, and then I'd be terrified that somehow it would get I, I, open. I would, I would be more worried about temperature problems. Like in Oklahoma, you know, your house might shift to 50 degrees overnight. Yeah. And... What happens to your bees? Do you wake up with a pile of dead bees? I guess you got yeah, you have to have a lot of temperature control. That's a huge case though. It'd be really cool to see the process. I wonder how they col- can you collect the honey easily? Like if you tried to or is I don't it just know, a man. decorative? Like surely there's some some way that you were able to collect something from there. I think you got to get the honey out at some point, don't you? Yeah. Theoretically, I don't know, it's crazy. It is pretty wild, but I wouldn't do this. I, I personally wouldn't, only because I'd be too terrified of, like, <laughs> what if a pipe broke? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I got too many thoughts in my head that are like... Patrick says Reddit is the most icely cantina of the internet. You're not wrong, Patrick. Cantina band? I tried to... to um bring that song to some of my kids to play. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to play it. I was like... Dude, at like a quartet competition, that would kill. It would kill. It would kill. They were not interested. Damn. Now that makes me want to go back to high school and do that. We were playing all these lame songs from these old books. We could have been playing cantina <laughs> music. All right, BC. I just clicked the link for this next one, and there's a reason <laughs> it's uh, it says you must be 18 and plus to... Yeah, view this community. I I blurred out the 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 fornication word. <laughs> I'm not sure what I can say to get past the YouTube filters. I, I don't know this. <laughs> I man. sent this to you and Mandy one night. Yes, when I saw it, because I was like, I don't know who else that I can send this to. <laughs> I don't know if I can read it out loud. Like, there's just how do I, yeah? How do you skirt the line of? <laughs> So essentially what this gentle sir is is arguing is that ginger infused cider enhances your libido and performance. And I'll leave it at that. Mhm. He ran many trials. You know He talks about that. So you're, he, the, <laughs> you're the king of AB tests. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm not saying my, my final AB, <laughs> AB test. <laughs> that's the one that that seals the deal on the channel. Yeah, that's your that's your magnum opus. <laughs> Get it, guys? Okay, uh, we don't need to talk about this. No. One. In fact, but there's a link if you would like to read more. You can read more. Chat. Of that. Let us know is does is ginger infused cider something that's in your arsenal of aphrodisiacs? <laughs> This whole thread is it's is, pretty goofy. Is good times. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> Dude, it's really it's something. It's, yeah, I can't read any further on that. Yeah, you don't <laughs> read the comments. Okay, Jage says uh, oyster mead works better, which I have done. It's on the channel. You can look uh, back. I've made oyster mead. I don't like oysters in the first place. So <laughs> you don't like oysters? This texture. Oh, I tried the. Are you sure? Yeah. Does yeah. Lucy like oysters? Yes. Okay. Let's go to Sedalia's. I think I can convince you. 
It's right by my house. I don't know. It, it could be flavor. It could they taste amazing. They fly them in. So they are same day fresh. It's, it's, David it's, says Sedalia's is the best restaurant in Oklahoma City. It's a texture thing, though. That's the problem. It's I very rarely have texture problems. It's that and then, like, sashimi. I can't do the the really raw fish. No like I kidding. can do Like, I can do most sushi and be fine. But then you get to the sashimi on certain ones, and I'm like, it is. My favorite sushi roll is a quail egg. And all it is is rice <laughs> wrapped in nori with a raw quail egg on top. Mm. And if you find the right place, they'll even put some salmon roe or um, whatever the other little roe is, the little mm. tiny ones. And you just suck that raw egg right up. It's all creamy and fatty. So I, you can't see this from here. His this eyes are watering. This is the same face I made. His I'm eyes are watering right the now. The last uh, Boots and Dudes two years ago, <laughs> when we, we ate that one egg. And we don't I talk was, about Boots and Dudes. Yeah, the the balut. Oh, <laughs> I have that same like dread of like uh, terrible. Good times. Rage is a lot of work. I agree with that. Rage is a lot of work. Says. I read an old Star Wars book where the stories were based around the cantina. It was better than the last nine movies. <laughs> okay, come on, though. Rogue One, solid. Solid Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, you did like eight Star Wars meads. You don't have any commentary on... I'll be honest, no. I am disappointed. Sorry, bro. Woo! Jay just throwing some shade. Oh, and I'm not gonna read it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read any. Of, you guys are being spicy in the chat tonight. Good. Yeah, where's Lord. Larry when we need him? Larry's normally in here. Blake says things. that uh, he's gonna make a ginger and horny goat weed mead for an A/B test. So maybe I'll have uh, Blake send you a bottle. Please do. <laughs> This A-B test has got to be epic. All right. What the hell are we talking about now? Okay. Here we go. Next. One, go. Do it. Just read the headline. You see, what, what would you do if you had 200 gallons of raw honey? What do you do with it all? I like... So, first of... I like that this came from r slash ask culinary, as if this person was going to receive enough... <laughs> recipes to cook with 200 gallons of honey does he and mean like, gallons gallons is a lot yeah it's like a it's like a pallet of honey dude is there a photo that i missed i don't know they talk about it in there dude I, that's all the comments are like make me make me make me 100 percent. yeah i'm like there's only one answer like <laughs> you can you can't get rid of that much honey in any other capacity but then i don't know he's talking about how it was crystallized, and then I'm thinking if it was all crystallized, how big of a pain that would be to uncrystallize. If it's in five gallon buckets, you'd have to wrap them. I mean, it yeah, heat them back up. Mish says just swim in it. Backstroke. First, first person to drown. In honey. <laughs> what a way to go! What a way to go! That's crazy. I I mean, yeah, just bring it to. Oklahoma City, we'll take care of it sell for it. you. <laughs> you that's what a lot of people were saying. Like you part it out and sell it on Etsy. You can make so much money. Dude, that's such a pain, though. Shipping stuff? But they're paying a, for shipping, though. Put in a plug for Sip and Saver. You can, <laughs> you can buy that on eBay right now. People have been buying it. Yeah, there's, there's, there? there's one right there. Uh-huh. People have been buying it, and it's just like, ugh, I have to package this and 
print a label. And... I've done that with my my cups recently, and which has been exciting because I've they're still new. Which if you want to get yourself a man made mead, uh, there's glass, still some available. I still have I think about twenty left. And a few extra things. And I heard that some of them were coming with surprises inside uh, yes. the box. I have, I think, if I'm, my numbers are right, probably about eight or ten more surprises. Somewhere in that realm. And it's a worthwhile surprise. It's a special surprise. Special surprise, indeed. <laughs> um, you can so, get that on my store. Oh, we're frozen again. We're frozen again. No, what happened there? What happened I don't know. There? Oh, your alert box. Alert box is still on. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I noticed it in time. I promise. I noticed it in time. <laughs> we good so there must be a glitch with alert box right now that's weird i don't know which is the, the so if you guys send us a super chat or a reaction or a super thanks we have this little bot that like pops it up on screen yeah it does it with various reactions and stuff and apparently it's broken because it keeps freezing our stream weird all Sorry right, you it. ready for uh, our, yeah. our oh, last one? This last one is super weird. I'm going to let you talk about this because I'm looking at it and it looked like a bubble at first, but then it looked... So that's an airlock. Right. You're looking at an airlock that's the, the made of glass. The bulbous nature of this with the thing in the bottom and then the... Yeah, so what's up? Is this on winemaking? R slash winemaking? Yes. So this is a clay fermenter. And I think it was a cab salve that was mm. in there. With this weird airlock on top, and this person posted it because they thought it was neat, and people in the comments are talking about it and what it might be made of and how it's used. I have never seen anything like this. I haven't either. This is wild looking. Yeah. It also looks like it's glass and very fragile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if the fermenter itself is clay, it's going to be fragile, right? Is this an all... So this is the fermenter. Mm-hmm. Then Bung, obviously, airlock. Yeah. This doesn't look like clay to me. This looks like metal, but I don't know. Maybe I'm... I think there's like a metal lip on the lid, and then the body of it. Oh, is... did you did you tab over to the other picture? The oh, little arrow there that will help. Do look at that thing. Looks like a. Have you ever seen those big ones? You Soviet the, mine. The uh, OK Seabrew shop. They're really big. The I mean, they look weird. The 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 uh, cardboard looks like this. It goes. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It's like a volcano. Yeah. Those are wild. Yeah, I wouldn't want to transport one of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's cool. I thought people would like it. If you're in the chat and you know anything about this, uh, shoot us some information. It's strange, though. BC's looking to buy one. So. No, I would not want one of the, <laughs> the... My first thought when I saw it was, I would never want that. <laughs> this takes up so much space. I can't it's imagine. Uh, Adept Nonsense says that it looks like an egg smoker. That's mm-hmm. fair. It is an interesting... Uh, Mish says lots of Roman wine was done in clay. Yeah. I remember reading a while back, too, about... What was it they used? Essentially, our potassium metabisulfite, but it was sodium... No. Something that they would char the insides of it to help with oxygenation. That's weird. I'm like, well, it looks like the Romans were doing it, so let's, you know. You know what they say. When in Rome. When in Rome. Where's my shot? There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, 
So that's our social media news. If you see any news or interesting social media posts over on the Man Made Me Discord, there's a Homebrew Guys channel. Drop your links in there. I always check it as I am working on creating our outline for each episode. And uh, so if there's something interesting that you drop in there, odds are it'll end up in an yep. episode of the Homebrew Guys. Yeah, we try to find stuff, but obviously it, internet's a big place. We can miss things easily, so feel free to, to let us know. So, BC, I see you on here. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I'm just there. Going back and forth. Chat is about as, as wackadoodle as we are tonight. Mm. It's a good time. It's good. There's good vibe going. I see that you want to dive a little deep into... Oh, yeah. Enzymes. <laughs> These are notes from last month's episode. <laughs> that, uh, we we went a little long last month, so we didn't get to this stuff. Yes. But yeah, you had you had talked about wanting to end each episode with a little bit of a school moment, a little bit of a yeah. mead education, beer education type thing. And so uh, I had just borrowed from your idea and said, mm-hmm. well, maybe we should talk about pectinase. Yeah. You want to talk about it? I want you to start because I think you know more of the science. I know a basic science on it, but you tend to dive deeper with the sciencey things than I do. Uh, alert box is off and we are frozen again. There's another thumbs up on my head. What the heck there? Hold on. Why? What is I, I am not sure. I guess I'll update everything. I'm going to delete alert box from this That's crazy. scene and see if that Man. fixes it. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I love that they love to jump in and let us know that it's frozen, frozen, frozen too. I'm, frozen, I'm like frozen. eagle-eyed for the freezing of the video now. So pectinase, mm-hmm. it's a naturally occurring enzyme. It's in a lot of fruits and it has been synthesized so that it can be produced industrially and uh, it helps break down pectins, which make up the cell walls of fruits. And so there are a lot of different Pectic enzymes, and from my experience at CiderCon, mm. talking yeah, you've, you've seen a lot of these. Yeah, talking there. <laughs> to chemical suppliers, I learned that there there are different pectinase blends for almost every application that's out there. Huh. And so, you know, typically we're using just a standard pectinase that you get from the homebrew shop. You know, a tablespoon or so in a five gallon batch will yeah. we'll do what you need it to do some of us have taken to using lalzyme's exv pectin uh pectin Maybe pectic enzyme it's just a more concentrated form of pectin pectic enzyme that doesn't include some of the like the fillers and stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. that are in pectic enzyme so exv uh, a five gallon batch your dosage rate is like subgram interesting like it's like like you pinch off just the littlest amount and throw it in, and it'll do a five gallon batch. It's I, nuts. I'll be honest. I when I use pectic enzyme, uh-huh. I I don't necessarily hold back. I I take, I keep sprinkling. I don't worry too much about amounts, mm. and I probably should be a little more conservative with some amounts. Well, it is important to note that the manufacturer will tell you how much to use, mm-hmm. but if you are putting it in post fermentation. Mm the recommendation is to double that yep. amount because alcohol actually inhibits the enzyme's activity. Interesting. And so you want to double up if you're adding it post-fermentation. And so... 
I Peptic enzyme is a really important tool. There are times where I use it. There are times where I don't use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if I'm just wanting to extract flavor and tannin out of a fruit, yeah. but I don't actually want that fruit to break down, mm. I will just extend my contact time for that fruit instead of adding pectic enzyme. Because if you add pectinase, certain fruits like break down, break down, mm. and become just sludge. Which is what you want for like blueberries and stuff like that, though. That are sure. like, like skinned fruits. It's really helpful if you're pressing the fruit mm. because you can you can put your pectic enzyme in, do mm-hmm. your maceration, get all that juice flowing. Yeah. You've got your fruit in a bag, so you press it and all that sludge is not coming out of the bag. I don't I don't know what to do to fix either. the freezing. So I don't know. Y'all just just we're we're keeping an eye on it. Uh so yeah, pectic enzyme. I sometimes I won't use it because I don't want to deal with all that fruit matter. Yeah, you know? I just want to be fair. able to rack out from underneath the fruit and leave that stuff behind. Yeah. So it's a case by case basis. But huh. if you're making a no water mead, for instance, you will need to do a pretty heavy handed pectic enzyme dosage or yeah. um, uh, lauzime exv dosage to make sure that you're getting the tannin and the color and the sugars and the juices extracted from that fruit. So it can turn into a mead and not just sit in there in your bucket. The red container there, it's a no water blueberry. Nice. That I, uh, what about three gallon batch? Two no, gallon batch? No, that's a 1.3 gallon fermenter. So oh, I, that's okay. That's deceptively s- large. Uh, I don't remember. 16 pounds of blueberries turned into that. Okay. With, with um, like four oh, okay. six pounds of honey. Got it. Got it. Okay. So the blueberries aren't in there anymore. No, 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 no. Gotcha. That's, that's, yeah. So. Dogsick uh, Fetch says, sometimes I just take and eat a fat handful of pectic enzyme in without measuring. I do that pretty much all the time. That's kind of where I'm at. I should do more, but I just kind of like, this is going to do its thing as I want. <laughs> I don't, I've never really used pectic enzyme on anything other than berries, like in general. Like I don't ever really, actually that's not true. I did it with my peach mead because mm-hmm. I did a, a whole lot of peaches and I was like, I really want to get a yeah. lot out of this. And yeah. so... I found that it works really well with peach. I hid that. But like apples, I never put my pectic enzyme on. I never put like anything light fruit other than maybe those, that one time with peaches, which is interesting. Yeah. But maybe mm. I should. Maybe that's what I'm not, not it's, doing. It's case by case. Um, there's a question. I'm going to let you answer this. Okay. It's from AK Wheeler asks, is a traditional dry mead supposed to kind of taste like a crappy white wine? Interesting. I don't. I don't think so. I would not. I would. I don't put them on the same plane necessarily. Like, I, I think. Might, it, I, I might, think it can. I might say that it kind of does. It's not going to have the same like have, acid profile. No. Yeah. Not going to have the same acid. Really, just depends on like your honey. Like, if you got quality honey. You're going to hopefully keep a lot of the florals and the nice things that you want to continue to pronounce the honey character without the sweetness. Mm -hmm. If you have some kind of crappy honey, you're just going to have like, I mean, boozy beverage. I think that's hard because white wine obviously has like the the grape varietal that's there that automatically gives some flavor profile. Uh I think they're parallels. Yes. I would not put them hand in hand. I would not say that like you should expect this, but you might find elements. Yeah, I, yeah, there are some like white wine blends that are not like a specific grape varietal. It's like a blend yep. of, of varietals. Uh, 
kind of where they're taking like the overflow and just making a wine out right. of it. And I could see the equation of 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 a young mead to that like two buck chuck style. Yeah. Like almost unpalatable wine, almost like yeah. a wine you want to mix with like like a pog juice or something, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like a cocktail. Out of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could see it. I, I don't love the flavor of young mead, especially high <sighs> alcohol. Young it's mead. so hard to get one. That's good. Like three months in to have a, a 12 percenter that you're like, this is crushing it. And now I know it's possible. Obviously you can do it, mm-hmm. but there's always going to be the flaws. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. an interesting. I've never really, Thought about I, it that way. I've heard it described that way before. And you, you'll see it on r slash mead or r slash winemaking when people are asking about, like, they'll say, specifically what they'll say is, uh, my young mead tastes sour. Is uh, this normal? And I think what they're tasting is that, like, the little bit of acidity from mm-hmm. the honey and a little bit of that fermentation funk. And that's what I equate with, like, a cheap white wine. Is yeah. that, like, kind of sour kind of middling kind of weird flavor that's not yeah discernible as anything really i think with mead though with honey over time even a dry mead should theoretically have that honey character sort of rise up over time i think that's like as the alcohol presence presence comes down floral character starts to pop up and so given enough time you'll have something that gets out of that sour tart bitey kind of vibe because i would agree yeah the dry meat's hard i mean that's why like it is one of my one of my goals one day is is to make a really good dry mead one that i like but also that would do well at a comp and that's that's what's hard is like the people who do submit dry meads to comps are generally seasoned yeah people and and i think they are people who are putting out the money for varietals of honey mm-hmm. that are not just like quality honey varietals, but quality honey from a quality honey producer. Yeah. I mean, cause you can get orange blossom honey or you can get orange blossom honey and like, you know, making one with a really good Mexican yeah. orange blossom honey that, that tests really high for those, those compounds that give you that zesty flavor versus a California or a Florida orange blossom mm-hmm. honey that doesn't have some of those big notes you will notice the difference. And yep. in, in my dry mead making journey, I've been focusing really squarely on carrot blossom honey. And that's another shout out to Flying Bee. They sell mm-hmm. carrot blossom honey. We are, a lot of stuff. We are frozen again. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> but they, they just keep getting to see my Hi. <laughs> beautiful face there. Uh, they... Well, maybe they do. I don't. I don't know if that shows just in the preview or not. But <laughs> carrot blossom honey provides a lot of intrigue, and so you can get away with a little bit more because there's so much going on yeah. with that. It, like varietal. A, the the most award. Like if you could win an award with a a dry clover, that's like very yeah atypical. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like, I, I mean that's the thing is as a. Any honey that's wildflower can be really interesting because obviously it's all over the place. So clover to me is just so straight and narrow. This is what it is. This is what it tastes like. I know what clover honey is. This is interesting. Kyle Ducharme says, 
the top dry trads have been having carbonation these days. I, I'm not being luck. I submitted a dry, dry uh, mixed berry mead to a comp recently, and um, it because I put some some port in it. I think it's carbonated some. Hmm. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe we should we should not be trying to do high gravity dry trads, but maybe we should be Give going for like three, four percent. You know, <laughs> with like a really hey, I fruity I want, honey. That that right there next to your sip and saver is from my three percent cucumber water, cucumber spa mead. That was like a best of show. So it's possible. You it can was win a well-executed mead. You not, can win an award with the 3% mead. <laughs> not my flavor preference. No, no, but. no. no. <laughs> interesting. That would be an interesting thing. I, I, that's one of my goals. Traditionals this year has been kind of my thing. Braggots is another one I'm really diving deep with. I mean, we're, I'm looking at a braggot here. You've been I've doing a done. lot of beer brewing, dude. I've really enjoyed it. I, I have, I mean, like stuff like this, one, I like pilsners you know i really wanted to make a pilsner and this like, is one of the better beers you've given me that you've made thank you you're 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 getting there man i i feel like i mean none of the recipes are mine i'd be very clear most of the time i brew a beer it is because i found a recipe and i might have tweaked it some but like a beer beer i'm just literally taking and going to the brew shop picking up stuff but beer brewing is fun braggots are fun see i don't think beer brewing is fun I don't. I really don't mind it because it's like time for me to also just do other stuff. Like, cause I'll like I just do it in the house or in the garage. That's true. You have that electric system. Yeah. I probably should have taken them up on getting one. It's really like it's really nice if you do get the Beaver system, which is what I have. You need to do like a stripping run of the whole thing because mm-hmm. my very first one I made was like a peach apricot thing, and I I didn't necessarily do a stripping run. I did like a sanitizing stuff but like it had some metallic yeah, yeah side that really killed that brew so not to say anybody's gonna go with the beaver one but if you do yeah i just you know i've i've made a lot of beer and i just like i don't love that i'm killing four hours in a day that's for me though like i said it's since it's all electric i'm just like i run up here i do stuff like i'm just it's just not like any other day i'm just doing a couple steps i don't know i I want to like making beer. Maybe I need to like make beer with friends or something. But that's part of it too. It's like you can't be just be sitting there watching it. It's like yeah. watching paint dry. I don't know. It's almost summer. You shouldn't so. have that much stuff to do with, even with a non. I guess because you have to keep the the temp. Yeah, you gotta control. you gotta watch your temperature. That's uh, true. You're you're trying to prevent scorching, and there's hop additions. You know, oh, as yeah. as I, it's been I don't know six eight months since I've brewed a beer, but. I was I was really focusing on like fifteen minute boil beers because mm. just that hour boil sucks so much. And your so your braggot was a thirty minute boil. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, this is interesting. Like it's just different from what I've been yeah. doing recently. So. Yeah, well, you just add a little bit of extra hops, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you don't have to boil as long. Uh, okay, so I had one more segment on here. You, you can probably see it there at the bottom. Do you uh-huh. want do you want to wait for next month? That. We can do it now. We can do it. I mean, it's it, so it's one of those we can get a little bit in the weeds with it, or we can keep it pretty simple. So here was my thought. Here was my thought for this segment. Okay, is we both answer it a different way. Oh, okay. So so I pose the question to you, and you answer it, mm-hmm. and then based on however you answer, I might just give an opposite answer. 
Okay. And this kind of piggybacks on our conversation about pectic enzyme. Yep. Right? So, Garrett, I'm going to ask you right now, and I'll ask all of you in the chat, write me up a quick paragraph on your process. We'll read a few of them. Say uh, I asked you to make a melomel. Mm-hmm. Say I gave you a, a blank check. And I said, you can buy as much or as little fruit as you want, much okay. as, or as little honey as you want for a five-gallon batch. How would you make a melomel, which is a fruit mead? I'm going to use... We're going to go expensive on this. We're going to say raspberry. We're making a raspberry mead. Oh, okay. Obviously, raspberries are expensive. If you never bought them, just go try and buy a pound of them and see how much money you spend. Um, I would, let's say making, you'd say five gallons? It's already yeah. just one. Five gallon batch. Five gallon batch. I'm going, going heavy handed with this one. I'm going to go 15 pounds of raspberries. Okay. I'm going to go 15 pounds of honey. And so starting talking about, you know, going back to what we talked about, pectic enzyme, pectinase. Um, I would definitely dose. I would get a bucket, get my 15 pounds. This is 24 hours, 48 hours before I would do my brew day. Mm-hmm. This is what I would generally mm-hmm. do. I would, in my world, dose it. I would honestly take my little thing of pectic enzyme and just kind of shake it around until I felt like I was at a good point, which is, again, maybe not the best technique, but that's yeah. what I'm going to do. An uh, emotionally driven amount of pectic enzyme. There it is. <laughs> But I'm being honest, you know, that's what I'll do. Uh-huh. Wait about 24 hours. Uh, yeast wise, I think that I've always had pretty good success with like a, a Lavin BM 4x4 or 71B, somewhere in that realm for like a, a berry mead, like a raspberry mead. So I would do something like that. Or even the Kate 1V1. I feel like that could be a good yeast. Mm-hmm. So let's say I pick up one of those. Okay. 24 hours goes by, or let's say. I'm just say 24 of that pectic enzyme being on. I would go and dump my 15 pounds of honey in the same bucket that I was using before. I've got a drill attachment on my thing, and I would just drill the heck out of that with um, filling water up to the five gallon mark. Okay. I'd just go hard, just doing that. I have not been on the train of rehydrating yeast in a hot minute, so I I would just pitch my yeast. I need to see an A/B test on that. I'm going to redo another one. That's okay. one of my next ones to do. I, I get a lot of flack for not I did a, long, a one a while yeast. back, but I need to do it more in my current style. Yeah, yeah. Starting gravity there, I'm going to guesstimate to be like 11.35 or something like Pretty that. Pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah. But with those yeasts, you're going to get close at least. Most people say above 10.80 gravity, you want to generally... Um, step feed your yeast because it will help them ferment more. Some people say, like, you know, if you just front load below 1080 or let's say 1060, just to play it safe. Um, You're talking about staggered nutrient additions? Yes, yeah, talking about whether okay. or not I would just dump everything in at 24 hours or actually do a staggered nutrient schedule with, like, Fermate O and, and DAP. So in that circumstance, I would partition out all of my uh, yeast nutrient, include it in a staggered nutrient schedule over day zero, two, four, six, uh-huh. and do that. And that's how it started, at least. Of course, there's a bunch of posts. Do you want me to go further than that? Or yeah, no, want- I want to hear your full process. Okay. Well, with this one, fermentation, let's say it's 30 days, rack it into a new container. I'm not going to dive deep into that. Depending on how good the raspberries are, I would 
consider adding two to three pounds more okay. in a secondary yeah. state Yeah, smart. to really accentuate that. But that also depends on the situation. If, they, if they've really kept their character, if they haven't been blown up to pieces in that time, they might be fine. Mm-hmm. But it really just depends. So I, you know, let's say that they were blown to pieces. Raspberry, two to three pounds of raspberries. And I, if I'm doing it my way, I'm going to stabilize the brew. I like to stabilize before adding fruit in secondary. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like doing that. Let those set for two to three weeks. Come back, move those, rack off of those raspberries. I would probably back sweeten this thing with more honey. I doubt you need any acid adjustments with yeah. the raspberry mead. Yeah. Maybe some I don't tannin, even know. Though. Yeah. I don't know if I would do any oaking necessarily. It'd have to be a light toast in my world situational to what the brew gives yeah. there so those there's like a couple little things where it's like i would do this if this happened so this is a high gravity mm-hmm. raspberry mead with a little pectic enzyme yep you're adding in secondary some fresh fruit yep. to freshen up that fruit flavor yep post stabilizing post stabilizing yes you're back sweetening it yes clarifying and bottling yes okay sparkloid I mean, you know, bentonite and primary could also work too, but I, I've liked Sparkaloid a lot recently. Love it's it. been a been a good friend of mine. You know, I, I recently bought the the two step Kiesel Kaizen in like huge bottles. I have those two. I'm done here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, when you're using the little individual packets, it feels like a real investment. But when you're just dumping bottles oh, in, yeah. oh man, I'm putting I'm putting that stuff in every. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You're just gonna, you get some you get some keys of yeah. You get some keys of yeah. It's 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 been a lot of fun. Okay, so so you're talking about a big boy, big boy, a lot of honey, a lot of fruit, mm-hmm. five gallon batch, and what are you clocking in at? 17 percent. I guess you're diluting a little bit with fruit and honey. Yeah, eleven thirty five. You're gonna let's say you use the seventy one B, it's gonna it's gonna kick you out to one point zero one five ish, I would mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. You know. You're frozen again. Naturally. Um it's gonna be fourteen, fifteen percent. <laughs> Jazz hands. Okay. So I'm gonna take the opposite approach right. that you had. And I would do a four-gallon batch where the anticipated ABV was 8%. Okay. 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 And I would use orange blossom honey. Mm-hmm. Mix that up, four gallons in a, in a five-gallon carboy. Okay. Maybe a bucket. Doesn't really matter. We're not using solids at this point or at all. So I'd just let that ferment as mm-hmm. just a, a traditional. Probably use... Uh, Voss, mm. something to give it a little bit of you know yeah. ferment it hot so you yeah, get yeah, some yeah. of those orange marmalade kind of flavors nice and rich and zesty and pithy but it's all nat- naturally done with no adjuncts right you're just using honey water yeast let that ferment out dry stabilize it with potassium metabisulfite potassium sorbate and then in a second five gallon carboy mm. i'm going to put in uh, a gallon of blueberry juice like that nudson's blueberry juice okay right rack on top of that okay add a little bit more sulfite because i'm going to be introducing a little oxygen putting all that that juice in there and then we'll just balance Mm -hmm. and you know 
make sure that we got our sweetness just right, but like I, I want mm-hmm. it like off dry. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe a little powdered tannin if I feel like I need it. You're gonna get some tannin from that blueberry juice. Yeah. And then we'll talk about acid. I, blueberries usually bring quite a bit of acid with them, but I might want a little bit of citric in there, a little bit okay. of freshness. You could do that with lemon juice, maybe some lemon zest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then keg it and carbonate it. Do it as a a sparkling blueberry melomel with very low investment. I am a very big fan of the sparkling side. That's that's where I go to now. Most of the time is most of the stuff I do is is low low ABV carbon. I do think that the uh, one of the important notes there that I like that you highlighted was um, adding metabisulfite when introducing something that has oxygen naturally in it. Mm-hmm. Also to be done when you're racking. You know, if you are racking in a way especially that you're like i'm gonna introduce a lot of oxygen you yeah. know make sure put some of that metabisulfide in and uh just dose it because it it will it'll suck up that oxygen mm-hmm. but then a lot of the actual the sulfite part that will off gas like will go out will leave the liquid it doesn't necessarily stay in there and i think that's a common misconception that Metabisulfite just hangs around. Like yeah. it gets used up. Yeah, it gets used up. It gets, it's, it's not it, something. That, it bonds out. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be afraid to use it in multiple stages of your brewing process. Yeah. Almost every time I rack something, mm-hmm. I add like a quarter of a Campton tablet in a five gallon batch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't test parts per million. I don't calculate that. But I know that about a quarter of a Campton tablet is mm-hmm. about what I need for how much oxygen I'm introducing. And that seems to work just fine. I don't, yeah. I don't have any oxidation problems that I'm aware of. I haven't had any in a long time, you know, and that's, I think it's in part to that. Russell says we should make a gochujang mead. I'm going to leave that one up to you. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle says, I love the approach BC is taking. I have done that for so many session meads. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Ryan says, I did a tart cherry wine that I cold macerated for three days with mm-hmm. pectic enzyme before pressing and adding some skins back for fermentation. The So the reason I said 24 hours for mine was because mm-hmm. it was at room temp. Gotcha. Like, I don't always have time. Like, I don't have the place to Time cold or macerate. space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, definitely cold maceration, super great. Do it for days and days and days. I'm a big fan of that process. However, if you were just like... I don't have the space to do it. 24 hours is not a bad time to let the pectic enzyme work. Let's see. AK Wheeler says cold maceration, pectic enzyme, wait 24 hours, add honey to must slowly to get to desired starting gravity. Take a pH reading to add acid if needed. 71B and open top or loose lid fermentation. I, I could vibe with that. That's that's very similar to my process. I probably wouldn't use 71B, not my favorite yeast. I'd probably pick a red wine yeast. Yeah. Uh, if I'm really, using red fruits, for how much that's, that's a little bit more. Uh, 71B is an, a catch-all yeast. Yeah. It's a red wine yeast. It's a white wine yeast. Yeah. I would pick something that's a little bit more in that realm. For how much I've done with yeast, I have not really done a lot when it comes to red wine yeast when it comes to red star or things like that. Like I haven't totally expanded my boundaries to be like, yeah, I'm going to start doing this more with my blueberries. Like I'm still very planet safe. I'm like, I know this works for this. So I'm just going to use this. Whereas there are some great yeast out there that are obviously geared towards certain things. 
Patrick says, I did a beer with Szechuan peppercorns hmm. for a charity competition. I did a, a brew with Szechuan peppercorns. It was my... Uh, remember something. Mine was uh, my $100 challenge mm, brew that yeah, I did. I remember, yep. And it like, n- the Szechuan peppercorns like numb your tongue. It's a very strange effect. <laughs> Sounds so, like a weird, yeah, weird... Anyway, all that is to say, there are many ways you can make a fruited mead. Mm-hmm. We highlighted two, but yep. there are, even in the chat, there are very different ways you can approach a fruited mead depending on what you want for your final outcome. Yeah, and it's all about planning. Part of it is if you are brand new to brewing and you're like, well, I really want to make that whatever blueberry mead, mm-hmm. like ask some people. We have a bunch of people in our discords who know a lot of stuff. We're happy to help. So just just come on in and ask and say, hey, I want to do this set of, I want to make this 7%. What can I do? And we'll give you options if you're interested. Thank you to these people for supporting the Man Made Mead channel. If your name's not on there, it's because this list is probably old. If your name's on there and you no longer support me, still shout out to you. Thank you for supporting me at <laughs> one point. These are the folks who support my channel as a member of Patreon, thank you so much for making our work possible. It is work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And so y'all investing in what we do and sharing mead and other homebrewing knowledge with the world. I encourage means you if, a lot you, if you ever want to to feel our pain, do this with one brew. Video every step of the process. Every step. step. From from different angles. Set, yeah, set up a camera and video what you're doing. You don't have to post it anywhere. Just just do the and then set back on the footage and go. I have 14 clips that I have to do something with now. Uh huh. And then do voiceover. <laughs> no, you don't have to do this, but the, do that's what we do. <laughs> editing. Lay down music beds and duck that music for every time you talk. Uh, <laughs> make sure that the, the compressor levels are right, such as your music is not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. blowing out your voice. It's a lot of work. And and we're frozen again. It's a lot of work, and we do it because we love it. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so yeah. thank you all for believing in what we do. And making it possible, and hopefully the video projects that we're putting out are entertaining enough that you want to keep supporting yeah. what we're doing. For sure, you. Uh, we don't really pocket that money; <laughs> it all gets it invested gets, into right equipment or gear or ingredients or things. Just, yeah, definitely. Just next project. Paying artists on Fiverr. I just paid one today to draw up a label for uh, Hoppy Camper. <laughs> so I paid so. There's one, I, I'm, this is my own goof, but Mandy and I, we did a recording. Uh, she helped me with two tastings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I recorded on my laptop. It was on my laptop. I thought I'd moved it to my editing computer to do stuff. And I hadn't, but then I deleted it off my computer. Essentially, all I had was her audio for this whole thing. <laughs> so then I'm like, crap, I've lost two tastings and Mandy's awesome. And I, I can't ship more of those <laughs> bottles because I literally don't have the bottles. So then I was like, well, I guess I'm going to get on Fiverr. I paid a Fiverr artist way more money than those videos will ever accrue yeah. for them to create a, a cartoonized version, which looks it looks a little bit odd, not going to lie, because it's just... It was really strange. It's just different, but it'll be... It's the best I could do <laughs> to fix, <laughs> remedy the problem. Excuse me. So I'll never see that money again because those videos will not make the money back that I paid no, for that. No, 
I would say on average, my videos generate about 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. 15, 20. <laughs> if I'm peeking past that, I'm like, hey, this is a good day. Yeah. I mean, for most videos, I have spent far more making the video than I will make in residuals from advertising revenue. So mm -hmm. it's literally the members and the patrons yeah. that are making this work happen. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you for, for investing in us because uh, we hope you know that you are your your money and everything you're doing is going to support the channel and we're using it well. Yep. And I've seen BC use it real well. He does a great job of of making sure that everything he does goes specifically into the next big project. So I try to. I've I have I will admit I have bought myself one thing. Oh BC <laughs> using <laughs> revenue from YouTube. In the what? How long have I been doing this? Four years? Five years? Mm -hmm. Six years? God, don't tell me it's been six years. It's late know. 2018, I think. So mm. yeah, about six years. Um, I bought myself a brand new red Schwinn bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a bicycle, and I just happened to have the funds there, and so I did it. And you still was, have the tricycle for Beaver? Like two years ago. Uh, yeah, I still have the Beaver trike. It's a piece of crap. Like if you if everything's aligned and the tires are are aired up just the right amount, it works just fine. But the reason I say it's a piece of crap is because it's, it is a single gear, and oh. so if you are going up a hill, you're pedaling so hard. Your you are your thighs are on fire. I remember you <laughs> doing the video stuff for that and like trying to get B roll and talking about it and then yeah. watching it, and I was just laughing because you had told all these stories about getting b-roll and like it's just good you know i still have it i use it from time to time i think i'm going to give it to anna's aunt probably i haven't really decided what i want to do with it but it it still exists it's collapsible so there you go it folds up gets out of the way it's fine it's a it's it's not a piece of crap it's just like i need a multi-speed bike yeah because I live in a neighborhood that's all hills. Right. And so, like, you go north on my street, and it's downhill. And you go south on my street, and it's uphill. Right. And it is a vast difference in experience. And so, I just don't really use it much. Right. Shout out to Beaver. <laughs> Shout out to Beaver. Beaver is actually sponsoring one of my upcoming videos. Can't wait for they it. They sent me a... a You're going to age some, some mead. What's it called? A, an ultrasonic cleaner. Cause that's like, I've you seen know, this. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you got to put your whiskey in an ultrasonic cleaner with the the oak chips, and it'll it'll shake it up so like uh, it ages a year and a day or something like that. So we're gonna test that and put a few that other to the things. Test. So I do have to give props to Viver because I send them. They don't even solicit me anymore. They know that I'll come to them with these stupid ideas, and they're like. Okay, yeah, that one will work. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. They allow us to have some fun, That's and true. I appreciate that about them. It's true. We've got some big dates coming up that are really important for you to remember. Mead Stampede is like thirty-four or five days away from open registration. So, if you are interested in that, start anticipating what brews you want to send in. We will have the date specifically when registration opens. Um, we are opening or adding more spots, more meads for you to submit. So we have a new cap. I think it was, we decided on five or six. Six, I think. And the addition of the cattle battle, if you're interested. So more mead opportunity there. 
If you're a, a green brewer, brand new, don't be afraid. In fact, we encourage you to join because there are there are awards going towards towards those people as well. So <laughs> that's my sound effect. <laughs> uh, and then of course, there's every other award too, best of show, all that stuff. But we would love to see your mead. We'd love to see you in person too. That's a that will be in July, middle of July for us, coming up. Um, and then if you are local to Oklahoma City, another couple dates for you. If you would like to try our stuff, BC and I are pouring at two big pouring events. One is at the end of April, April 27th. See, That's look a at crazy this. lens flare. I don't even know where this stuff is coming from, dude. That's wild. This is not me this time. April 27th. Well, like, like, look, there's, I, there's, I there's no layers in here. Sorry that we just froze again briefly. April 27th is um, the Hoppy Camper Homebrew Expo, which is an opportunity whoop, whoop. for you to taste a ton of homebrew. Literally, there are probably yeah. 20 to 30 homebrewers amongst like 10 to 15 commercial breweries. And the tickets for that are like $45, and it comes with, mm-hmm. with a tasting glass, a t-shirt, and a meal. And you will not leave sober. So you will get plenty to drink. So come on. It's in uh, yeah, Guthrie, if, Oklahoma. If you're planning on coming to enjoy the event... It's called Hoppy Camper for a reason. You can camp <laughs> yeah. that night. You don't have to drive. Yep. Your plant make somebody a designated driver in your world. Something. Designated but camper. You will have a hard time driving home um, if you're doing that. It's a great time, though. And then there's one later one called Grove Tober. Grove. No, not Tober. Grove T- Fest, whatever it is. Uh, information will be in our discords. I'll put more of that yeah, there. May that's the next weekend, May fourth. Star um, Wars Day. Star Wars Day. Oh shit, we gotta we gotta wear we gotta wear the helmets. I know so much about it too. <laughs> so you can catch our brews there. Literally, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff. And if you, uh, I hope it's cool that weekend. There is there's maybe some I'll wear my Darth Vader costume. We uh, there, there's a bit of a competition that goes with both of these things, and you can come and vote for us if you want to try our stuff. We're gonna have some great brews. But yeah, those are two, three big dates coming up, and of course, just supporting the channel. Thank you for supporting the channel and everything we post. BC was talking about he how he had two or three videos lined up for the coming weeks, so he is. I do. I'm actually ahead for the first time since the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, the first BC's time since like 2021. So get ready for some, um, well, I was going to say often doing the most videos, but they're every Friday, every Friday for, <laughs> they come out on Fridays. They come out on Fridays <laughs> at 8am central standard time. Well, cool, so, man. I just got a text from, uh, Anna's sister. Mm. So she was here for the holidays and, uh, she said, you know, my friends and I were thinking about making some mead. Hmm. And I said, well, do I have a deal for you? Send her the book. I, well, I'm sending her the book right now. But uh, I had, you know, all these left, you know, every time I do a craft brew video, they mm-hmm. send me two kits. Mm. So I have all this craft brew stuff. So uh, a coworker's boyfriend was getting into mead. So I gave him a bunch of stuff. Then yeah. uh, Anna's sister wants to get into it. So before she left town for the holidays, I loaded her car up with a box of brewing stuff. Man. So she texted me, she's finally making a mead and they think they're going to do my Valheim mead recipe. Hey, as their first one. there you go. That's cool. That is cool. It's, isn't it crazy to think that came out like three years ago? Long, long time ago. One of my more successful videos, weirdly. It's crazy. 
Good times. Good times, good times. We'll be back next month, around this time, roughly. We'll get a, Possibly. a greater timeline. We don't really ever know until we get a couple of weeks out. We go, oh, yeah, we need to record. Yeah, usually it's this guy sending me a text like, <clears throat> hey, hey uh, we got a podcast. When are we going to do that podcast? Yeah. So. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your time. And if you're a podcast listener, audio only, there is a video version. If you're watching the video, there's an audio only version. If you would need to hit either way, you can find it on, well, YouTube for the video side, but any podcast streaming platform for the audio only. And we hope to have you listening often because we like to chat, obviously. Yeah. We, we were up to, I think, 40 people max That's tonight. Awesome. So it's great seeing all y'all in here. And uh, we'll see you next month. See you at Mead Stampede in the future. <laughs> Happy homebrew. Yeah.